0: Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Renz, and I'm joined by my co host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Right, dear listeners, book club time. We have been waiting for this book in a way for um, seventeen years, something like that. Oh yeah was that was that when the Amber Spyglass came out?
1: Yeah, right around two thousand, right.
0: The Book of Dust. This is, I guess, part one, La Belle Sauvage. So, what are your what are your first impressions here, Mike?
1: My first impressions, I you know the the first thing I did as we were planning to do this was to open it up. And look at the table of contents, and there's a there's a lot going on even of, in just the table of contents. I think. Oh yeah, like it's it's the typical spare sort of semi-leading style that he had for for chapter titles.
0: Yeah, and that gets me to. It, it's taken me a little bit to get back into the cadence yeah. of his <laughs> his delivery, especially after reading thousands of pages of uh jk and yes thousands of pages of rr getting back to pp here like it's it's a pleasure but it's also i'm like oh wait no something just happened in that last sentence i need to go back and make sure that i know what it is
1: no i absolutely agree with that he sneaks in a bunch of things and he um, my, I felt like he was generally... I, f- I mean, I feel like he's always generally light on exposition. And so yeah. things are presented and then you sort of tease out what's happening as it goes along, which I yeah. find really interesting in the fantasy element sense because he sneaks in these elements of the fantasy world and expects that you'll just kind of go along with it until you later figure out what's up.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I know that it took me probably into the second book to really feel like i understood the world that he was creating
1: <laughs> right and you don't get that with say game of thrones or harry potter even though those are happening in really different ways i mean game of thrones george R. R. martin is just using words to tell you exactly what's happening in the world <laughs> as a bo- and
0: oh yeah he's he's a tell don't show
1: and in harry potter you're getting um you get sufficient exposition whenever things are presented
0: yeah and that's sort of and to me that's sort of that jk was like well I've, I've got an idea for a story here's book one and then she just kind of built from that at, at like almost just like a half step of ahead of
1: us yes
0: whereas it seems like phil has a lot of ideas about this world which quite frankly um to start
1: getting into it
0: very similar to the one that he lives in
1: yeah no <laughs> i um I mean there there's great number of Anglophile elements going on in this for sure, oh yeah, I personally appreciated the fact that on page six, I didn't have to wait long for them to uh give a shout out to astronomers and it sounded like that they they characterized you guys correctly I... <laughs> that was your takeaway on this yeah, I uh, think so yeah, you know what i i think I think you're right about that. I felt fine. Yeah, absolutely
0: so yeah as um as i probably didn't realize uh what 18 years ago um lots of politics yes i had the religion part piece of it was um bashed over my head so I, I understood that that piece of it um but he has he has a lot to say to get in there um luckily we're not a politics podcast but
1: you know British politics. We, well, you know, we can say what we want to here. <laughs> We're a British politics podcast. Okay. That's uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. It that could be something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, interesting to, to get back into that sort of, um, that sort of world.
0: All right. Um, one scene that you enjoyed other than them talking about astronomers. Oh,
1: I mean, I, I mean, I love a good. Like world building mystery reveal and so Mm -hmm. like just the acorn immediately you're just like oh okay this is gonna be this is gonna be different and like and they lay out you know you do some books you have to wait a long time before they throw back to the title and you get the book of dust like boom in the acorn like oh good we have a central mystery to focus on so i liked i liked getting that riddly snippet right off the bat that was pretty good
0: the um the acorns I quite enjoyed that there was um, to really get me back into the demon. It demon, right? Is the way that we're supposed to pronounce. I think it. that's
1: how we're supposed to pronounce it.
0: The um, to get back into the demon world, that there was a fight between a hyena and a like essentially a house cat. Oof.
1: <laughs> I know, it, you know, they but they have they have touted a lot of the the underdog nature. I mean, there was the one in in the pub where that the CCD freaky cat just stared down that yeah the, the mean dog <laughs> yeah exactly and like oh man i I really you know i like need to get back into the demon world here and remember what's going on i had on. forgotten about that
0: yeah well and we had also focused more on the children children one so it was like kind of nice when they're talking about um like aspects of the children's one because that's
1: like all that we heard about in the first couple that's books. right and you know little things that i forgot about like I mean, not even little things, like big things. Like, oh yeah, they grow up. <laughs> like, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's totally interesting. You know, I forgot about that, like central tenet of the world.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see. Um, I'm curious to see who this Malcolm fella turns out to be.
1: Yeah. Yep. He's. You know, it's it's no secret that he's going to be important. <laughs> <laughs>
0: On that note, next week another five chapters. We might get a little bit deeper into it so i'm sure that you can catch up this is a
1: fast that's right all the way up to chapter 10 so i guess lord asriel oh he's back (laughs) he is back james
0: bond himself
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) this week you know the calendar turned over so it is time for us to hit up some way too early consensus ranks analysis And I'm just going to dive in the bet box after the second half and make sure that we get a chance to check out where we're at, some of the long-term ones, and maybe establish a couple short-term ones. So take it away, Eric.
0: Yeah, with the start of a new year comes new fantasy rankings, so I thought we might as well dig in. Um, I went to our old favorite standby, Fantasy Pros, Mm -hmm. which has aggregated ranks from all the big players they develop consensus ranks based on those and that's the information that we're going to be using talking about i like that i like the data because it um not only has what the the consensus rank ends up being but it also has the best ranking yes worst ranking average and standard deviation that's a whole lot of information um i've also decided to bring in for this study specifically espn 2017 player raider ranks so that we can have you know the season feels like it just ended so um I was curious to see how far away from the end of last season we've already gotten with our ranks because usually you start, (laughs) you should start your rankings with, um, as close to the end of last year as possible. And then you kind of move away from that based on information about the players over spring training, um, news, I kind of ADP, all that kind of stuff. But just quick spoiler alert. Wow, it is very, very different. Um, so I grabbed the top 100 from ESPN Player Raider. Mike, I did finally put together a web scraper for hey. it. So that's, you know... Hey. it Hey! Well, easier than I thought, but it is, it's a little bit annoying. So much boilerplate um, text. Yeah, so much that you have to get around. Mike, so I decided to graph these... Um, with the Whoa. ESPN 20 end of year 2017 player radar rank on the x axis to the current um aggregate rankings on on fantasy pros we've got an exponential curve yeah, right that here is going
1: really interesting right it is it is crazy
0: how far off these players are from um, their 2017 actualized stats and what they're being rated for
1: next year. That, man, oh, man. That's really interesting. I mean, I'm always a big fan of parameterized curves and trying to figure out what the fact that you can parameterize it tells you about the data. So, yeah. you know, this tells you, to me, that the expert's really bake in a ton of regression at the bottom and, and bottom, here, yes. meaning bottom yeah. here meaning 60 to 100
0: 60 to 100 in the rankings yeah, yeah. every year they'll get back so why don't we um, I've got a couple of notes here on things that I kind of want to go over so that's one thing that I might as well just start to point out so what Mike is saying is that um, to kind of get back to put in fantasy um He's saying that rankers always assume that good players are going to get back to being good players. You know. Mm-hmm. And the best example here is Manny Machado.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: ESPN player rating ranking 95 consensus rank right now 15 for
1: 2018. Wow.
0: So, just to round this out, let's give you guys that had a differential of greater than 40. Um, Freddie Freeman was player 70. They're expecting to be player 60. Good reason for that. Yep, exactly. Um, Edwin Encarnacion was player number 84. They're saying player 33.
1: I mean, you know several things. One, January 7th is is his birthday. So the MLB touted the fact that he has more home runs and RBIs than anyone over the past six seasons. (laughs) And also, (laughs) B, I don't like him, and I don't trust him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what if we split the difference there, Michael? I say he's going to be higher than 58 on the player raider this year. And I'm going to say our CBS player rater the end of the year. Fine.
1: I absolutely will take that. I don't think he's going to make it higher than that.
0: Higher than 58. All right. Uh, just to round this out, Bryce Harper was player 50. They say he's going to be player 7. You <laughs> Darvish was player 90. They're saying player 47. And Chris Bryant was player 52. They say he's going to be player 10. Um, so that's just talking about all the players that Mike was saying who the regression has been baked in. But I'm actually more interested... In the opposite, they kill all the pitchers.
1: There's one guy, somebody who was at 40, what, like 46 or something and is now 105.
0: Michael, I think you might be talking about Gio Gonzalez. He's rated 36 and he is ranked to be 140. Or maybe you're talking about Big Irv who is rated number 37 (laughs) and is rated to be 230. See, here's the
1: thing. I agree with both of those. (laughs) Right,
0: and that's, Right, that, and that's that's what makes this super hard. Other one, very interesting. Um this player was number 78 on the ESPN player Raider at the end of the season, end of the season. He's ranked 293. Name that player.
1: 73 is
0: 293 now. Um near and dear to your fantasy heart,
1: don't And your baseball heart now. And my baseball heart now, but important fantasy last year. Is it my boy Fernando? It's
0: (laughs) Fernando Rodney. (laughs) Yeah, progression.
1: I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So,
0: you know, we just went through a bunch of players there. Uh, I would take a look at these rankings um, as. You know, as soon as possible, so you can start watching what's happening, so you can get get a sense for who the players are and and um, what what the players are that you should be aware of. Um. Yeah, we will be keeping our finger on the pulse of this.
1: Stay tuned. I've certainly paid a lot more attention to the way words flow since we started this podcast. Here's one case where we keep having some problems.
0: Feel free to emails.
1: Wow, just losing.
0: It's my always voice. that spot Do in that. the
1: feel free. That's like just yeah. Feel free. Feel free. I
0: don't know what it, I don't know what the double F is. Feel free.
1: Well, I guess it comes right off of Facebook, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Facebook. Feel free.
0: Yeah, and then I see the fantasy. Below. Well, I think it's hard.
1: Feel free to E. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of assonance e. in there too. Feel yeah. free to E. A lot of F. A lot of E. Well, my uh, my current system of keeping all of our bet box bets on post its tacked to a bulletin board is is already getting a little bit onerous, but uh, so I thought we would a record them here, and uh, b make it a little bit more annoying by adding some more. Uh, we already added nice. we already added one in the first half. Actually, that was pretty nice. I'll, I'll circle back Got to it. that one in a minute. Um, but congratulations, you've already won one that I think should count in the two thousand eighteen bet box um love it which was which was you winning on otani's placement with the field how about that the field uh we got a couple more that are up in the air including first half of this episode eric claims that edwin Ann is going to be 58 or higher on the cbs 2018 player rater um i think lower no chance um, sticking with the players, uh, Eric thinks that Marcel Ozuna is going to end the year on CBS's rankings higher than Stephen Piscotty. That's an interesting one. Eric also thinks that uh, <laughs> that Billy Hamilton is going to have more stolen bases than Dee Gordon this year. I think those are probably you're still probably really sticking with those. Um, one that I think you'd probably like to take back is Giancarlo Stanton. I you predicted that he would have less than 48 and a half home runs. Um I in the corollary said that you also said that he would play under 110 games. And that was a pretty good uh, pretty that was before he landed in New York. <laughs> Suffice to say. I believe if I
0: recall the conversation that we had which was partially on air, partially off air, we set that and you're like "Ooh, geez this is like this is a really hard one to to stomach um in terms of that 48 number you pick the over and you're like there's also got to be there's also got to be like a games played
1: and then you pick the over i doubled down (laughs) that was a definite double down type scenario Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I he has to go over for me to get that many home runs. But anyway, we'll see. All right, so that one's in the bet box. I think you might want to adjust. I think you would probably take that one back a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I though I think he might not get to 120 games played
1: and still hit that many. I know home it's runs, definitely so possible. It could be interesting. It could, be interesting. <laughs> it could be a split. <laughs> It'd be an interesting split. Um, another one that I I think I don't know. I'm feeling like you might actually be starting to feel better about this one. Um, which is two thousand eighteen World Series winner. I have Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, and Eric has the field. Loving it. Yeah, I I, I know you're field. still liking that one. Um, you know, not a lot of info there. So anyway, on all of those, the only one that we've added any in info on is you know what, Mike,
0: just to make it more confusing, I'll give you one extra team.
1: It, like just any team, or can it be the Twins? <laughs>
0: no, it will. It be has the to twins. be the Twins. It's the only team that's that I very would give
1: you, yeah. very nice of you. I'll give that
0: for a push, not not for, it's a, win, for, not for a, push. a
1: push. Okay, uh, you know what? Noted on this on this post it that's rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's uh, let's keep populating the bet box. But I'm going to try and come up with a couple, a couple, one short one here, and then another long term one here. Um All I right. I have a suggestion for the Arietta and Darvish who are both still free agents. I'm thinking about their landing places. My suggestion for a bet would be that it's we basically are, we're making a box here. Do you think that they're both going to land in the AL, both in the NL, or one of each? And I'll give you your favorite to pick and take the other two. Mm. And it doesn't have to be
0: specific. Well, uh, yeah, if it's one of each it doesn't have to be specific, right? That's right.
1: Yeah, I'll take one of each. All right, to take one of each. I think I think that's probably the smart choice. I don't think that either league is clearly like that. There are enough teams, you know, clearly flush with cash. Do you think
0: Arietta is going to end up on Chicago?
1: I I do, but yeah. I
0: see. So that just means where do you think where do you think Darvish is? But I see up?
1: Darvish going back to the AL. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I I kind of like I think that the favorite here is one of each, which is why I had you pick one and give me two.
0: What are the chances that he ends up playing for the Angels? For the Angels.
1: Huh. um I mean, I think non-zero. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. definitely non-zero. Like it depends I mean, I guess the question is like how much of a pay cut is he willing to take? We'll find out based on when the when the terms come out how desperately he wanted to be on whatever team. Oh yeah. Because he should be paid really well. I mean, even with even with a minor World Series hiccup <laughs> 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 slash major World Definitely. Series. Definitely.
0: I mean, a lot of players have had that.
1: Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, this is something that we talked about earlier in the year though, that um, that his value was much lower post performance. So I think that's cooled off enough that people are remembering. Oh yeah, he strikes everybody out.
0: No, he's good. Oh yeah, he's yeah. darn good.
1: Um, all right, that's my short term one. You have any other short term ones that you can think of? I'd love to toss another one that we could actually evaluate in the next month. <laughs> all
0: right, I it won't be the top. Ta- it'll be before opening okay. day. Um, I will say that. And we'll off air decide who these are, but I will say that a top twelve pitcher um will end up out for the year with a Tommy John or a shoulder issue. I and we will off the air decide who those uh, twelve are, but
1: so what do you all right, out for full year with with a with a full on surgery? Yep. Like they have to be out for the yep. year.
0: Before starting before starting day, they'll have the injury. But you know, if they don't, if they like, if it was like David Price last year and he that's ended up getting saying. TJ after um, at the end of April, like I think that would count.
1: That, okay, that's what I was. That's what I was just wondering. So, twelfth pitcher, yep. if we're just grabbing from the fantasy pros, twelfth pitcher is Zach Grinky. Um, sounds about somebody right. above that. I mean, you, first of all, you have both Syndergaard and DeGrom above that.
0: <laughs> so
1: I think in Severino, I, I think that's a good one. That's, that's a sad bet. But I, I think you're right on that. So, I, I mean, I'll still take it because I think there's a chance it won't happen. But, all right, long-term one here. Of your top 10 guys, again, I would advocate for the top 10 fantasy pros over under seven and a half of those ending in the cbs top 10 and so my thought here is how confident are you in the spread of those rankings
0: so wait 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 wait. so you're saying of the top 10 guys in fantasy pros yep seven and a half will end in cbs's top well
1: that's that's the over under that's the over under Seven and a half is the over. I mean, the top is pretty safe. (laughs) Is sort of my thought. All right, overall. Let me see. I think you're basically betting on multiple injuries here.
0: Seven and a half are going to end up in CBS. I'm going to say
1: under. You think under? How far under? Like, are you going to give me an extra point on this bet?
0: In the top 10... At the end of the yeah. year in CBS yeah, yeah, yeah. rankings? Yeah, yeah I, I mean I would say I would set it at, at five and five
1: a half. Five and a half? Yeah. Are you serious?
0: Yeah. I would set it at five and a half. And I would I would that's where I would have to it would have to be for me to consider taking the, the over.
1: Five and a half? I mean I'll take the over all day at five and a half. Okay. Wow! All right, bump that line way down. The-
0: well, let's set it to uh, if if you think it's all day, then what about if we set it at six? Sure, maybe right. push it if it's all six.
1: Right. Set it at six. That's. I think. Uh, yeah, you know, it, the line opened and the bets poured in, and it immediately moved to six.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I moved it down pretty heavily.
1: <laughs> all right, I think uh, I think this is a good baseline for the bet box. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you know, I think. Maybe in the next week or two, we should know about Arietta and Darvish, right? We're only thirty-five days away or something from reporting first pitchers and catches. Yeah, today.
0: no, exactly. Yeah, we'll we'll know pretty pretty soon. Here, we could know very you know soon,
1: really soon. <laughs> All right,
0: you about ready to wrap this sucker up?
1: Yes, I am. And uh, to be fair, you put this one on the agenda. You are letting me talk about the NFL playoffs yet again.
0: Yes, but I am NFL playoffs. There's a whole lot going on in the NFL playoffs, not just one U.S. Bank Stadium in purple. Today. Okay.
1: There is, there's clearly, Entirely there's in clearly purple. one most impressive slash hilarious play. To... Oh, yeah. No, my boy,
0: <laughs> Marcus Mariota, throwing and catching a touchdown.
1: Absolutely unbelievable if you have not seen this clip you have to go watch it i mean amazing reflexes like yeah no that was great stride
0: no just (laughs) going right after it not the best thrown ball quite frankly
1: no really not well thrown and but you know he got he got great lift you know it was like a a great lift at the line of scrimmage. You know, he's midair. He's clearly like basically at the line, but he's in the air. So you can't, you know, he gets a little added flexibility there, throws it, he lands, immediately grabs the ball again, but great mental presence to dive for the pylon.
0: Yeah. That was just, that that was a great play.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Really. And of
0: course, I'm sure that you were thinking how many fantasy points would that have scored you in a regular week?
1: Oh yeah. That would have been awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah a lot <laughs> that's wow is that the is that the most valuable fantasy play like a single be. most valuable fantasy play
0: no i think that i you see it all the time where like a running back goes a hundred yards for a touchdown any league that has like the bonuses yeah yeah yeah. for going over 20 40 60
1: yards that's super super but in standard scoring that's got to be what if it was what if it was a bomb and he just like tore off down the field after it and it was you that's the way that you'd have to if if that had like (laughs) if instead of
0: like diving for the pylon he ran 100 yards (laughs) that would have been the most valuable play yeah yeah
1: there we go after the catch yeah i think that's it that would be it'd be really interesting
0: we were pretty we were correct on um i don't know if we said it the way that we said it on air was the same way that we were meaning it but falcons and saints were the ones who won that's who we said yep falcons immediately become dangerous
1: they are really dangerous i mean now the Vikings like very well might have to play the Falcons cuz i don't i mean i don't see the Falcons losing to the Eagles do you
0: no i, I don't but that's i think we were sort of talking yeah. about that either team that won that game was going to become more dangerous it was a game where both teams get better because if the Rams won that game got over their playoff jitters were the team that they said that they were like that was going to be a dangerous team same thing with the Falcons if they were able to like show their You know, the whole Rudy Tomjanovich, uh, never doubt the heart of a champion or whatever. Like, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, oh, darn, they like went to the Super Bowl last year.
1: I know. And I totally forgot about that.
0: Well, I think that about brings us to the review session. Mail order food kit services. Michael, you want to start us off on yeah this one? i
1: like I like this um in the the broadening the horizon, the parameters of the review here um i you know you would think that this really worked for me as a scientist, like okay, everything is perfectly measured already, you know precision mix it all together, but it turns out I'm not like that when I get in the kitchen, and I need flexibility
0: what- so walk us through some instance where you Grew frustrated with
1: a mail order. Meal. Oh, I mean I I don't think I'm frustrated with I don't I don't know like I should be careful. I'm not I'm not I haven't been frustrated with them. I just start working on it and think like I would like to do this other thing with it. And you can't because hmm. you don't have it. Like you don't have a way to do that.
0: Hmm. I see. Yeah, I, I will say that my biggest problem with it is definitely um, the instructions. Okay. Like, I am used to family recipes that are barely written down. <laughs> um, I'm used to Googling something and finding whatever Epicurious recipe is out there or whatever. And then I'm used to like like three or four different cookbooks that I have that are from, like, really, really specific Julia Child's kind of mm-hmm. stuff to, like, like these kind of vague Italian ones that are, like, well, you just kind of just, you know, you should know, <laughs> like, when the sauce is ready. Just, just know. Come on. In these instructions, I'm, like, always missing something. <laughs> along the way. And it's just like, just trying to get used to the instructions is really annoying. So like they say that it's a 30 minute at 30 minute to prepare. And it, it always takes me longer.
1: That's interesting. I, yeah, actually, you know, now that I think about it, I think the time is also longer than I think it's going to be. Like I've, I've never looked at a non-baking recipe and thought, or like felt like I couldn't make it in a faster amount of time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's part of the problem is it's, like, I'm, like, oh, this should be easy. And then it's always, like, something that I'm, like, I miss in the directions. And it's, like, oh, shit, this is going to take five minutes while I go and chop this celery.
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) – you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Did you ever take any of those tests where – like the it was you know, there's sort of the joke tests where you're supposed to read like the, the instructor makes a big deal yeah. to like read all the way to the end before you do this because the last one is like don't answer any questions on this test or something. And, yep. and so
0: Turn this in without any writing on the That's paper. right.
1: And so I feel that yeah. way sometimes when I get this level of detailed instruction.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you have to read it all the way through and then you're like, Oh, there's gonna be a twist and <laughs> item number four, just remember that I'm there. Yeah. How do you like um, the choices of the food? Oh,
1: I think the choices are are interesting, and I am totally willing to steal some of the ideas for future cooking.
0: I feel like one of the things that I've noticed, though, I'm in. I was doing Sunbasket, okay. and I'm doing Sunbasket, which is a little bit more, I don't know, granola-y. <laughs> and you can just kind of tell, like what the rates are from the CSA or whatever that they're, that they're pulling from. Cause it was like, it was like butternut squash, this butternut squash, that <laughs> butternut squash, this butternut squash is like, Oh my gosh, I hate butternut squash. Can any one of these not have <laughs> butternut squash. All right. Well time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy tools, mind the Z. Thank you. Mild Manor for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select to you, buddy.
1: We're select to you, too.